at one point I like, you know, saw this lanky guy in front of me. Someone said that some people kept on yelling things at this lanky guy. Why are they yelling? Like he couldn't figure it out. And they were yelling, Jim, go Jim. But they were saying it in this French accent with Ali Jim. Jim. Ah. And I was, I, I couldn't figure it out. And it was Jim Walmsley. Just, oh shit, this is, I, when I figured that, I was, I gotta, I gotta slow down here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast. With your hosts, Norman and Jody, discover the inspiring stories of the average and not so average runners. And they're off. Hello, hello. Hey, how you doing? We are back with another Gotta Run Racing podcast. Yes, indeedy. What's coming up in the world of Gotta Run Racing this month? We are off to our very first trail running conference in Muckleteo, Washington. <laughs> Good name. And you know how I learned how to say that? Nope. We met a Canadian during our hike in the Alps who now lives outside of Seattle. That's right. And I said we were going there to visit, and I couldn't pronounce the name. I think I pronounced it Mukulteo or something, and she said, oh, no, you got to say Mukulteo or else they're going to know you're not from there. That's right. All right, thank you, Mukulteo. And I remembered muckle as in buckle. (laughs) Okay, wow. (laughs) Well, you could just keep saying it. I'll be nodding, going, yep, that's right. That's where we're going. (laughs) But we're excited because... We've never been to a trail conference before, and there will be Tim Tollison is the main speaker. There's going to be lots of seminars for race directors. It's for runners as well. So if you're in the on the West Coast, come and check it out. I'm looking forward to the shakeout run every morning. That's right. Yeah. And we're going to meet our friends from Root Arrows. Who you've been working with for a long time. Yeah, over 10 years. I've been using their arrows to direct you on our trails. Yeah. No one gets lost at our events. (laughs) Oh, dear. dear. (laughs) Unless they jump over the direction and keep going straight. (laughs) All right. That is what's happening this month with us. And who's on the podcast today? Well, today we have Ethan Peters. And Mm. if you don't know that name, you will soon enough. (laughs) He's a 25-year-old software developer currently living in Fernie, BC. He's originally from Toronto. Nice. He's relatively new to running ultras. His first 100-miler was in 2018 at the Halliburton 100, here just north of where we are. After he got his feet wet there, he was hooked, finishing some impressive wins at the Canadian Death Race and Black Spur last year, and most recently coming in fourth at this year's Canyons 100. Mm Mm-hmm. And that got him into UTMB, where he was the fastest Canadian with a time of just over 25 hours. Pretty impressive. Nice. So we'll be chatting with him about some of these races and what's next, because he's definitely the one to watch. Absolutely. (laughs) Every time he toes a line now, I'm going to be watching him. For sure. Go Canada, go. Let's get to it. Without further ado, here is Ethan coming up. Well, welcome to the podcast and big congrats on finishing UTMB. Thank you so much. Was that your first time racing in Europe? It was, yeah. It's my very first time in the Alps, actually. So I was pretty gobsmacked for the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we'll get into that a little later, but let's talk about how you even got into running in the first place, because you're 25, so you haven't been doing it for that long, I assume. But let's hear the origin story. Yes, yeah, probably starts in, in high school. I I used to play a lot of rugby and alpine ski raced and 
I knocked my head a, a few too many times doing those two sports. And in uh, grade 12, I decided to start running track, which became a little intense because track and field is a very intense sport. But I love the training part of it and the mileage. The racing, I raced 1,500 meters which for track is a long distance, but (laughs) it was always quite short for me. Uh, And then fast forward to university, I was in first year, I was on the varsity rowing team. I went to Queens in Kingston Mm -hmm. and um, that was, uh, it was great. But again, I just loved the training. Like the competitiveness was cool and exciting, but really I was just in it for those long hours training And then second year, I kind of moved away from that and kept training the same volume. And uh, at one point, a friend of mine asked about a run I went on. And I was, oh, yeah, like it was 21K. And she was, what? It was 21K? What what are you running 21K for? I don't know. I'm just running because I like it. (laughs) Well, you should run a race. You've got how much did you run yesterday? Oh, like probably 10 miles, 16K. She was like, yeah, what? You got to train yourself. <laughs> so then I, that weekend I, I was, I was looking at races and, and it was, oh my God, what should I do? I want to run a trail race. And so I was looking at marathons, trail marathons, and I saw, oh, there's a half marathon. And I was like, oh, but I ran that this week. So I can't run that. That's too short. And then one thing led to another and I started with hundred miles. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> and it was an absolute shit show. It was just so so bad i didn't know anything about training didn't know anything about nutrition it was just everything that could go wrong went wrong i think during that race but i finished took me 26 hours and i waddled to the end (laughs) did you even have trail shoes oh yeah i had trail shoes and i was running i was training but i was naive i was young and like super gung-ho so i'd go out and i'd run 20k on the trails and then i couldn't run the next day and then I'd try and run another 21K super hard. And then I wouldn't be able to run for two days. It was just <laughs> not, nothing consistent. was logical or consistent. It was just, yeah. I want to run, so I'm going to go run fast. Right. But, and then afterwards, I, I remember I was sitting in my, my sweater that I got from the race. <laughs> and I was reflecting on it. And I just had this thought. I was like, I really like that. That was really fun. Nice. Wow. Good. And what race was that? That was the the Halliburton Hundred Miler. Yeah. Halliburton Hundred. Yeah. Not an yeah. easy one. Not an easy it, one for your first one. It is not an easy one. Yeah. It's like a, a double out and back, so two fifty yeah. miles. <laughs> that that could have gone one of two ways. Either you loved <laughs> it or you hate it and never did it again. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So thankfully, I made yeah. it through, and and then the next year I ran Hurricana. Which is, yeah, yeah, one of my favorite races I've ever run, actually. And I had a really bad 30K. I was going to pull out the first 30K. And then I kind of just pushed through it, as you do in ultra marathons. And this was a first experience for me, the peaks and valleys. Caliburton was just valley. It was just (laughs) slowly going deeper and deeper into the valley (laughs) of despair. But at, at Hurricane, I was fitter. I had done more consistent training. And I knew a little more about nutrition. I ran with a running vest, which was a new thing for me. Oh, wow, good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it was good. I had a really, really rough 
first couple hours and then pushed through it and had this beautiful second wind and I got to the finish line was that was cool and I felt super strong mm. um, by the end and that kind of sparked my competitive ultra run I was maybe I can actually do well at this thing not mm. just try and finish right so then now you're getting some experience by winning the Canadian death race and Black Spur. <laughs> Would you ever consider going back to Halliburton and doing that one again with oh, all this experience? <laughs> I, I, you know, there's so many races. I don't know if Halliburton would be the race. I loved it. It was great. It was small and cozy. And, but there's just so many races. I, I would. If I was there on the weekend in Ontario, <laughs> okay, yeah. I would be like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go run 100 miles. Which it was funny, the guy who won that race when I ran it, which was 2018, I think. He was just at a wedding close by, and he set the course record. He was like a pro. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. So, Do you remember who it was? No, no. no? <laughs> I, he was too fast. He just... <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to look that up. Yeah. 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 So what took you out to BC? The mountains uh, and COVID. Well, I was working from home in Toronto, and I was training for... I registered for the Sinister Triple, which is what you just mentioned, the yep. Sinister Seven Death Race in Blacksburg. Right. Before I moved out to BC and I was just training these the same hills in Toronto, like over and over and over yep. again. Paved hills. And it was good and it was I was fit, but I just wasn't very happy. Um, and it was building a lot of character. Like I could run hills for four hours. Sure. The same hill for four hours, which was great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would just—I woke up one morning was was just kind of frustrated, and I told my parents because I was living at home. I was like, "I'm just going to move out west," and they were like, "Cool," because I wanted to be in the Rockies. I didn't want to be on the coast, right? And then also, I, I needed a place that had really good access. So I barely used my car here in Fernie. I, I can run to 300 kilometers of trail and. Mm. ski out my door and well not out my door but I walk <laughs> and then I can ski <laughs> or bike I do a lot of biking too and yeah it's just, it's just a lovely place if you haven't come what a great plan yeah, <laughs> yeah. something we wish we had done at your age <laughs> yep. I'm running that same hill over and over again now <laughs> Ontario. it is a good time I have to say if it wasn't for the hills of the the beaches which is where I grew up I would not be as fit or as, as tough as I am now. Like it just, and there's something special. I still do it here. Like I still run the same thing. You know, everyone does repeats, but it's, there's something so special about the meditative repetition of running the same thing for hours on end. Yes. Just getting a little more insane as the day goes on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah. That's awesome. Well, you, you did those the triple obviously mm -hmm. and then you upped your game this year when you finally went south of the border yeah black canyon 100k <laughs> that was inspired by my success every, at, at every point i'm kind of like that was cool and i did really well and i put the work in what else can i do after the sinister triple i was maybe i should do some running in the states because around here the sinister that's it there's only a couple races and I kind of did really well at all of them, so <laughs> might as well see what's going on down under. Yeah. Not down under, but down south. <laughs> You'll get there soon enough. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I Black Canyons, I've never ran the desert. I've never been to the desert. I want to do this, and 
I went down with the goal of actually getting a golden ticket. Like okay. I, I wanted to do as well as I could. And I, I thought I put in some pretty good training on treadmills. Because there's <laughs> not much running you can do up in, in Canada during the winter. No. <laughs> but yeah, I thought I did a really good job. But I, I goofed up on a bunch of stuff during that race and ended up, I think, like 18th or 19th, which at the post, at the pre-race interviews, the elite panel, they like had the, the interviewer started it off with, this is probably the most competitive edition of Black Canyons ever and could be the most competitive race in North America this year because everyone was trying to get the golden tickets really trying and there were some huge names out there it was super cool i've never ran with the guys that i see on the internet and Mm -hmm. it was it was cool seeing them and watching them run was cool as well (laughs) they're fast (laughs) and smart that was the big thing i the big mistake was i just wasn't running smart i was running with the Mm -hmm. goal of i want to get a golden ticket not the goal of just i gotta run just run um, so I lost yeah. that in there and mm-hmm. fueling went bad and, and hydration went poorly. And I think I would have had the fitness for it, but I just messed up on a bunch of stuff, but I got to the end. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, it was a learning, learning experience, especially running against the Oh the yeah. Pros, that right? was, yeah, it was super cool experiencing that. And then, yeah, I, I came out of that actually quite frustrated and I like took one day off after the race and I couldn't walk. I, I was so destroyed. And I just put my head down so deep into training and just really grinded it out because I had registered for canyons. And that was two months, I think, after that canyons. Yes. So I was two months in a week. So I was super, <laughs> I was definitely really mad at myself because I thought I made mistakes that, well, I did. I made mistakes that I have learned in the past. So then when it came to canyons, it it was it was awesome. I had this great training base built and I had I stayed a week in the desert after Black Canyons. So I had some more nice. training in the desert, which who knows it what a week does. And yeah, I got to run on the Western States course at Canyons, which was super cool and definitely like inspiring. Absolutely. I'm pretty motivated to run in the mountains and, you know, race Western States or even Canyons. Oh like pretty flat and I don't know if it would be as engaging as running like, you know, over big, huge passes and Mm. traveling over mountains, but I was just completely blown away by it. It was so cool. (laughs) It is such a a great race and it's like Western States, but you don't have the lottery and you don't have all of the extra, which is cool about Western States, but you don't have all that extra stuff. That said, I I want to go to Western States. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> of course but, you do. <laughs> of course. But at the canyons, because you came in fourth place overall, you must have been running with the pros and they were looking at you going, Who the hell is this guy? Hey, yeah. Oh my god. They had written me off for most of the race, actually. I I'm pretty sure. Love it. Underdog. Yeah. Oh, big time. And I ran with quite a few guys and a big goal of mine. I knew I had the fitness for it. So I kind of just wanted to pick their brain, talk to them and like see what, how they got to where they were. Cause at this point I, at Black Canyons, I was kind of, okay, maybe I could pivot my career and just become a runner. Um, and then I had this horrible result and it was a lot of doubt. A lot of doubt came into my head and was, oh, maybe I can't do this. And then 
at Canyons, I was running with these pros and I was, I was, I wasn't focused on winning. I was just focused on running and it was really great. And for most of the race, I was just, and for a hundred miler, <laughs> you go to some bad places. And for most of the race, I was just loving it. I was just so happy. Wow. And it was, it was quite an experience that I will probably be chasing. It just made me love the sport so much more because of that kind of, there was one moment that was really bad. <laughs> but, um, other than that. One moment? Yeah, one moment, <laughs> a 30 minute, which I, I can actually get into is around 100K. I, I was catching, I was in third for most of the race and the front two guys, this um, Chinese guy and a Swiss runner, mm -hmm. they were running together, which kind of was a little irksome. Like I didn't really love that they were just working together the whole race. Um, and then I caught up to them at around 100K and it was a big descent after that. And I was, oh, I can crush this descent. I'm super good at descending. And I put in this great push and I was so ready to see their headlamps, catch them, and they just never saw them. And then I got to the next aid station and it turns out they'd put a 30 minute gap on me. Wow. Wow. And I was like, this, that's weird. How, how how could that be? And I was I, I just like couldn't figure it out. And then it really took me out. Like I was just demoralized, and I had to sit down. And I got really cold. And and it was a bad. That was the bad moment where I was that I'm talking about. So do you think they they were just playing with you? They actually changed the course. The race organizers changed the course. And at the pre meeting, they were like, "Please follow the flaggers. Don't follow the GPX. Follow the flaggers." And it was very obvious where they changed the course because of course you guys are race organizers if you change a course you make it obvious <laughs> sure yeah. they didn't follow the course they were off course no for like 10 kilometers of the race wow. so that whole time that i was trying to chase them they weren't even there and it was wow. an out and back so i saw some guys that i was running with earlier and they were like, yeah 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 they were like cheering me on i was like, why are you cheering me on i'm in third place I'm not what's going on and they thought I was in first because they hadn't even seen the first two guys interesting Whoa. and I didn't know this until afterwards maybe four or five days afterwards when one of those guys that saw me running I didn't see the first two guys mm. but they won and and even on the tracker they were ahead of you at that time huh. so you know I did send an email to the race organizers I was I don't know if you know this but the first two guys were off course for 10 kilometers of the race Wow. And they responded, we'll look into it. <laughs> so, Are you serious? I don't know what happened in that 10K. I looked at the, the distances and it looks similar. One, if you actually look at them, one kind of goes like this. It's a, it's a curve, which is what yeah. the course was. Then the other one's straight across like the hypothesis. So it does look like it's shorter, but I don't know if it actually is. It was a little sus. I was... Okay. Interesting. I was... Yeah. So who knows what would have happened if I could see their headlamps, because I couldn't see anything and I didn't know what I was chasing. And then when I got to that aid station and there was a 30 minute gap, I was just totally destroyed. And then fourth place caught up to me mm. and, and like my stomach turned and it was just a really bad spot, which coming out of the race, that's what I learned. I learned that you can just get hit so hard by the biggest brick wall. And then I like, started moving a bit and, and, and running again and still was suffering. And then I just was, I'm just going to eat all my food. So I just <laughs> ate all the food I had and <laughs> took two salt pills. Mm -hmm. And I just, 
five minutes after that was completely fresh and like chasing third place again. Mm. And and then uh, <laughs> I got to the no hands bridge. I don't know if oh, you, yes. guys, you know the yeah. Western States course. Yeah. But for people who don't, there's like this big bridge and there was an aid station right there and big rivers all crossing the, around mm-hmm. there. And across the river, this guy at the aid station yelled through a pylon, welcome 100 miler racer. And I got to this T intersection that I'd hit earlier and I took the right turn, but I noticed there were flaggers to the left too. Uh-oh. And I heard him say, 100 mile racer, you're going the wrong way. Wow. So I was like, oh, okay. So I turned the other way. So I ran, you know, half a mile out oh, no. in the wrong direction and then stopped and was something's wrong. Cause I noticed <laughs> it was the same climb as I ran before. And in my head, I was like, oh. we're not supposed to be going this way. So I stopped. I took my phone out, checked the map. I was going the wrong way. And I stopped my watch and discarded my activity, which like oh, for no. any runner, you know, I was like 158 kilometers into this race. It was heartbreaking. I was just (laughs) so pissed. And I got (laughs) to the aid station and the guy was hey, like he was so energetic. Two in the morning. He's like, how's it going? Never yell at anyone during 100 miles. (laughs) Especially this far into the race. And he was yes, okay. And I just ran a mile in the wrong direction. Oh, gosh. Jeez. And he was, oh, shit. <laughs> and yeah, so he was kind of sorry, but it was really my fault. I should have just known. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite the story. Jeez, yeah. Opinions. So then, then I got to the end and it was great. And I, I was going for a qualification at UTMB and that's what I got. It was, yeah. I get goosebumps even thinking about it now because it's just like that story of you put the work in, you have a goal and you achieve it. And it just, it's the most satisfying thing, especially for like all the work I put in for that race. And I was on the flight home and I just couldn't comprehend that I'd be going to UTMB. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. the craziest thing. And then a week later, I was like, holy shit, I got even more work to put in. <laughs> that's what I love about ultra running is the work and the training and and the slow grind that builds you up. So it was a really phenomenal experience. Yeah. Month of April. Yeah. Now, when had UTMB come on your radar? When did you hear about oh. that race? Have you checked out our virtual series yet? We run the North. Celebrating Canada's national parks features a total of 13 10 kilometer challenges, one for each province and territory. How many national parks can you name? Medals that connect, license plate style bibs, and cool swag can be yours. Visit gotterunracing.com for more details. Yeah, it was after Hurricane. So, ah. quite a few years ago, when I finished that race, I was oh, like, what's the biggest ultra? race in the world because you know like you, you want to know and like i just googled that and it was western states and utmb mm-hmm. and then i i looked at utmb and i was like oh that is the biggest race in the world like, that is- <laughs> <laughs> but then you had to do research on how to get there yeah that happened after Sin- the sinister triple this okay. this last year i was okay how can i actually get to this race but still i wasn't i was going for a UTMB qualification at Canyons, but I didn't think I would really get it. You never really, mm. especially for me, yeah. 
I don't have like, a huge base. I haven't been running for like 15 years, most of those mm. guys. And it was, yeah, it was a lot. And I'm super proud of, of what I did. But absolutely, just getting <laughs> to the start line, like I was listening to a podcast, a running podcast about UTMB a couple of weeks ago. And they said like one of the hardest things about UTMB is getting to the start line. Yep. Um, because yeah <laughs> seven years it took me <laughs> sorry uh, I <laughs> had i just yeah came top to the canyons i would have been fine, yeah, you been fine. <laughs> uh, or top three in your age group too so okay okay good to know work on yeah. that yeah good to know <laughs> did you get caught up in the hype of utmb oh. week you kidding me <laughs> it's like a black hole it's hard not to the people because i was there for so long i was kind of used to the amount of runners it's a beautiful place well yeah you you've ran it so i was there same time as you oh my god <laughs> i did not know that i did not know that i feel like yeah. an idiot uh, <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> and yeah so it it, it was overwhelming it was so cool to experience the the hype and definitely like i was saying being there you kind of see all these runners all over the place and super big pros the best yep. in the world just walking around eating ice cream and crepes and so, so did you stand in line for two hours to get a free pair of shoes anywhere i did not was that i saw people walking around with boxes of shoes and i was <laughs> adidas adidas oh. two hours for these brand new prototype trail shoes they're pretty Are they sweet the carbon the carbon ones no, no they're no. not carbon but the, the it was worth that it tom evans ran yes Western States yeah. In. yeah okay yes yeah 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 that is cool nice <laughs> it's got to be the highest concentration of trail runners anywhere in the world at any one time oh my god it's and it's great as a trail runner there's not a lot of people. When you see another trail runner, you're like, oh my God, you're trail running too. <laughs> yeah. And and that's part of the magic is you're a lot of the time you're out there by yourself and it's really peaceful and serene, but then it is cool just seeing and the trails yeah. were packed. So take us to the start line of Oh my God. UTMB, but two thousand runners. Uh <laughs> what was going through your mind well, at that moment? I was uh yeah, I I didn't really know anything about the start line. I knew that while well, the first 200 ranked runners get exceeded, so the first okay. 100 get one spot, and then the first, the second 100 get another kind of mm -hmm. coral or whatever they're called. Coral. Um, coral, yep. yeah. And yeah, so I was standing beside Elsa McDonald. Nice. And yeah, so we were we were chatting, and and I, I hadn't spoken to her much before the race. But mm. we were like talking and she was like, oh, what, what are you thinking of running? And I was oh, like, I'd like to run 22 hours. And she was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's what I'm hoping for. You know, that would put you like in the top 10. I was, yeah, that's kind of what I'm going for. <laughs> and she was, oh, good luck. And I was like, what are you running? She was, I'm hoping for 26 hours. And I was, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because you knew her track record. Right? I yeah, I definitely knew it. And then and then <laughs> she when we were all sitting on the ground because you know who stands before a hundred miler. Yeah. 
And then when we all stood up, she went and started talking to Courtney, of course, because you know, <laughs> they're buds, <laughs> which was crazy. And then, yeah, like it's it's insane. It's so crazy that start. What about the music when you finally heard the music play and the clap? Boom, oh my boom, God, boom. tears. It was yeah. it was just emotional. And you could feel it all around. I remember looking back. I didn't really know what was behind me because I was like right under the... the oh, gantry. okay. Yeah. 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 So I, I was really close to the front and I turned around and I was just absolutely overwhelmed <laughs> by the amount of people behind me. Um, <laughs> let alone like all the people lining the streets and then in the buildings shouting out. And yeah, the yeah. music, when the music started, I got really, I was, this is it. You know, it hit. <laughs> it was, I'm here. Let's do this. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and you deserve to be there. Absolutely, <laughs> I'd like to think so. <laughs> so while you're at the start of the very big front of the line, I my back was touching the church. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think I saw the back of your head. <laughs> I, I, I I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, and it's kind of slightly uphill, so you can see yeah. everyone. Yeah, it's super. Oh, I know. yeah, it was wild. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. And then the start was blistering. Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. Tell us about the start of the race when everyone takes off like a five k race. Oh my god, it was crazy. <laughs> and elbows are out. People are like, I saw someone's phone get smacked out of their. Someone on the side. Oh who no! Was like filming, and they just you know someone passed, and their shoulder just took the phone out, just oh, gone. No. And I was like, oh my God, this is, we, and in it, the adrenaline's just pumping you so well that it doesn't really feel like you're going fast. It's like you said, at the beginning of 5k race, the first kilometer is free almost because of the adrenaline. So (laughs) I I wasn't like super worried about it, but I, I was, what I was worried about was how long it was going to last. I knew, Mm. I knew the first mile would have been like blistering. It was, and then it was the first hour was super fast and at one point i like you know saw this lanky guy in front of me someone said that some people kept on yelling things at this lanky guy why are they yelling like he couldn't figure it out and they were yelling jim go jim but they were saying it in this french accent with allez jim allez jim ah. and i was I, I couldn't figure it out and it was jim walmsley just oh shit this is I, what i figured that i was i gotta i gotta slow down here <laughs> I knew it was going to be fast and I I knew what I needed to do to make sure that it was smart because mm-hmm. you can run super fast at the beginning if you fuel and hydrate properly. But the probability that your stomach turns with that much fuel um, mm. is pretty high and that's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. That resulted in this stomach distress for like... Mm. 15 18 hours like Ooh, oh, wow. that's a long time yeah that's too bad yeah too bad. It, it was and it really sucked because i was saying like i'm a really good downhill runner or i'd like to think so <laughs> <laughs> and um and that's where i can really make up time and my stomach was in so much pain that i just couldn't run down a lot of the hills like i'd like to and or i was just focusing on my stomach and I wasn't running smoothly and like tripping and stubbing toes. Yeah. So up to the night, it was just increasingly getting worse. Mm. Um, as UTMB, it starts at six. So I, you know, those first couple hours were all right. And then 
once it was night, it was so bad. Mm. And then it wasn't until probably, well, once I got to Cormier, I was sitting there getting all my stuff and I was telling the crew that I was just in so much pain. And then uh, as I was about to leave, Elsa came in and she was like, oh, if you're here, you're not doing well. And I was like, yeah, Elsa, okay, I'm not doing well. And, uh, and yeah, she, she was, well, are you going back out? And she said it in a way that was like, doesn't look like you're going back out. And I was, mm. well, I'm going back out. And it was kind of motivating. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, the first little while after Cormier, which was, I don't know what time of night or morning it was, but it was kind of just before sunrise. I started having diarrhea, which was oh. actually good. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Get it out of your Clear system. Because it, it started yeah. moving and, and it was it was really good. And then yeah. finally, I kind of got a little bit of structure in my digestion <laughs> and I started being able to take salt pills which was really good and then um, once the sun had came up it was on I well it was just before Col uh, Grand Foray okay. Um, okay. it was quite it was better it wasn't great and then on the descent from Grand Col Foray which is like a beautiful descent isn't yeah. that amazing I think that's the best run of the entire course and yeah. what time was it when you were there? Uh, I was running down there as the sun was setting. Setting. Oh, so yeah, you must have had a beautiful, beautiful sunset. Yeah. You had a good sunrise. I had a good sunset. <laughs> <laughs> I, I worked through like this cloud at, at, at the pass and I, was, I thought it was going to be a pretty gloomy day actually. And then mm. I got through the cloud on the descent and it was just bluebird, golden, like alpenglow yeah. grass. It was just yeah. unreal descent and and the swiss <laughs> alps oh my god it was just so beautiful <laughs> yeah. and um i started running with this woman who came second i can't remember her name oh it's the german she's german yeah yeah the german woman and we we were running leapfrogging for a bit and then we just like started running together and she was crushing it and looked great and then she, yeah she i think she was in like sixth at that point and she just kept on clawing away at people and mm. she ran such a great race and was yeah she did yeah she and, was an underdog too yeah Nobody really knew and at the end was. she was super surprised i i wanted to talk with her but of course she came <laughs> second at etmb so she's got cameras in her face <laughs> and uh yeah so th that was really cool and and we worked together and then coming up to champaign lac where the race starts yeah where the race started <laughs> i got to champagne yeah. essentially crawled into the aid station like i was so depleted and totally zonked and, or bonked and like it was just really bad i was gray Ooh, was your crew there yeah i had crew at all the the crew aid stations so oh wow nice. yeah yeah and mm -hmm. except for the, the first one they were a bit late but the bus schedule <laughs> i don't know if you had crew too, but the no, buses no. were. He gave me the day off, oh, nice. <laughs> which was awesome. Were you, were you there though? Oh yeah. It, we oh, just nice. had decided logistically looking at how it's, it was going to work. We'd yeah. spend hours getting to a aid station and see him for three minutes. And then, yeah, yeah. you know, I just said, so I just told her, drink some wine, have some croissants, relax yeah, at, at the start line. <laughs> wait till the, yeah. Wait, wait till I come, come back. Yeah. Yeah. So after the, the final climb, the final climb, which is the top of the ski hill, before you start descending yeah, into the finish line, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, were you checking your watch, going, doing the math? I, I think, can I get under 25 hours with this final 6 Oh, my God. What yeah, were you thinking at that point? Yeah. So, I actually, I had this beautiful second win. So, after Champagne-Lac, it was just the worst run of my life, I think. <laughs> I was in so much pain, like, unbelievable amount of pain in my hamstring and my calf. Um, I thought my calf was going to tear and it was just really bad. But at, after the last aid station, which is I think 18 or 19 kilometers from the finish, people were, were passing me. And for most of the race, I've been catching people because UTMB is a very, uh, a positive split race. Um, so I was, uh, yeah, I was passing a lot of people and then people were passing me after that aid station. I was like, what's going on? Like I, I can definitely. I've got a little more somewhere, um, but I, I didn't. I was just, come on, like, where is it? I could find something. And then um, I got to the bottom of that climb and I started having a, a nice second win, the second win that I'd been waiting for for the last 22 hours. <laughs> and I got to the top of the, the aid station and, or the top of that climb. And yep. I, yes, I was looking at my watch. I was, can I get under 25 hours? Right. And then as I was descending into town, People were like yelling these numbers at me. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, it just didn't make sense to me. And then I was running a lot. I, I don't know if you guys have seen I, the footage of my finish, but I was just ripping through there. <laughs> um, and it was great. And all the people were just awesome. But I, at one mile out, I knew where one mile out was. And I had four minutes yeah. left. Ooh. Yeah, you can do and it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if I have. But I was at the end, like I almost fell down that bridge. There's this stupid bridge that they <laughs> yeah. build over the the road. That's cruel. And it's, it's cruel. like metal and steep. But I was ripped. I ripped through that last little trail section and down that awful dirt road and when I got to town, I was just a mile out. I was like, I'm just going to enjoy this. I'll keep running, but I won't throw up at that. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Good point. Do you know what they were saying at you? Oh, they were yelling the times till 25 hours. Oh, okay. They were like, yeah, oh, okay. five minutes, four minutes. Uh... Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'll do that. <laughs> but I still, I, like, I was just riding the little adrenaline boost I had and, it was, it was just, yeah, yeah. It, it makes me quite emotional just to think about, did you finish at the night? What, what time did you? I finished in 45 hours, which is oh, what? Yeah, three o'clock yeah. or yeah. three o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Change. Yeah. 45 yeah. hours. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I enjoyed the entire process. Oh, did you? <laughs> I did not have any stomach issues. No blisters. That is impressive. I, that is impressive. Because it took me so long to get there. I made sure I enjoyed my that, entire experience. I, I love that. Well done. I was drinking beer along the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. We got to go for a run sometime. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, the one thing you didn't get to do was have a gelato. You even brought money to have a gelato. And Champé-Lac, it was in the middle uh, of the night. So. Well, also, yeah, I was going to have one at Cormayeur because I knew yes. where it was. Oh, yeah, Cormayeur. But I was kind of fighting cutoffs, so I yeah. didn't want to stop. Yeah. So I just kept going. And yeah, I just enjoyed my, my whole day. Well, two days. Almost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's amazing, Ethan. Congratulations again. We're so proud oh, of you, our yeah. fastest Thank Canadian. You so much. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. And then 
Uh, yeah, I hope to go back. Well, apparently I've already qualified. Who knows how the, how the qualification system works at this point. Um, but yeah, I got an email a couple of days after finishing saying like you've qualified next year. So great. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. Mm. Those two guys that came first and second at the canyons. Did you see them at the start line of UTMB? They both ran CCC, I think. That would be just be interesting that you can yeah. race against those two guys I, again. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think they did. Uh, I have to look. Maybe they were in the race. The guy who came third, because I came fourth at Canyons, uh, he had right. a phenomenal race. And he had raced UTMB last year, so he kind of knew what was what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he came 30th, I think, or 31st. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I did see one other young guy the only other young 20 year old that i i think i think was there in the the top 100 or whatever and he was 22 years old (laughs) and he was a french star like everyone knew him on the sidelines and he passed me Ah. at at champelac he had a really really bad night and then that that had to do with my my demise actually was when he passed me (laughs) we were like chatting and he was running like fresh. It was crazy. He was very Euro style, double pulling up, up climbs. And, okay. um, and yeah, so he, he came 30 or 28th or something like that. So yeah, super, yeah, super cool. Like 22 years old, barely, yeah. he barely yeah. hit the age, the age limit for UTMB. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. So what is 2024 going to be for you? Oh, here we here go. We, go. <laughs> we want to know. Who we wanna, knows? We want to know every oh. race you're doing. <laughs> Tararara. Have you oh, heard of yeah. New race? Zealand? Wow. Yeah. In New okay. Zealand. That is what I, I want to do. It's in New Zealand yep. in February. <laughs> so that, that has its own difficulties. Sure. I would have to train. I, I'd be training here and I don't want to miss that much of the ski season. <laughs> So it would be smart to go a couple of weeks before and then run a bit of the course and just get climatized the humidity and everything. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm I'm not going to do that. If I don't do that, I'm going to go down to Black Canyons again and race that. Nice. And if I race Black Canyons again, I might also do Canyons again too because I really liked that race. So I I want to do another. I would want to do maybe 200 milers though before UTMB. And then the plan would be go back into UTMB. Hmm. Um, I was thinking about doing Havelina this year, but I kind of got to the end of <laughs> September yeah. and I didn't really take much time off. And I was just so ripped. And this last week was the first week of like just a little bit of rest. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you do Black Canyons or Canyons and just get a ticket, Western States it would be one of your 100 milers? That would be cool. I, I don't know if I have the fitness to, yeah. to run, to get a ticket at Black Canyons, hmm. but I could just put my head down and that would be my goal and, and maybe I can make it work and that would be really cool. Black Canyons is a phenomenal race. It's one of the hardest ultras I've ever done and it's got 1,100 meters of elevation. <laughs> it just like doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah, because um, you're redlining the whole time. <laughs> It's a brain and it's a brain race. It's net downhill and that's just what like ruins your legs. And then there's three climbs at the end. Yeah. Definitely be watching you then. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Excited to see what's to come for sure. Minotaur too. That was, uh, Ah, I ran that last year. Mm. 
And uh, I, I really, I hate, I hate short distances, but I love them at the same time because it's just so fast. But mm. it's a lot more stressful. And maybe I need to bring that stress to 100 mile racing too, because in at Minotaur, like every step that you can run, you have to run, and every step that you hike is just a step less of running. <laughs> it's just you gotta go, go, go. And it was really cool. Like that was another race with huge names at it. You know, the world. Uh, the Sky Race World Champion was there, right. all kinds of people. So it was, it was just super fascinating to be there. And- Actually, Andrew, one of the race directors, is who introduced you to us. He said, you got to get this guy on your podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, we finally we finally were able to coordinate, which is awesome. But we're excited yeah. to uh, check that race out as well, Minotaur. Oh, you guys haven't done it? No, but it's, oh, it's my on God. my list because I think I might start sky running, sky running now. Yeah. After you've done 100, uh, the, the UTMB uh, skywriting is, it's so cool. And that race is just really off yeah. <laughs> in a good way. Like I heard it it's is hard, one of the hardest in the series. Such a hard race. Yeah. One of the, the French pros, like a Scarpa pro who dropped out, a friend of mine who was volunteering was driving him back to the finish line. And the French guy was, this makes the European races look flat. Hey, wow. challenge accepted. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it is brutal and beautiful and really well put together and just in a beautiful small community that just brings everything. It's, it's just such a cool race. That's awesome. Also, a five kilometer start. It, it is so fast. It feels like a cross country race. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Which is great. We'll get yeah. there. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. Well, before we let you go, we like to do a little rapid fire fun questions, if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. have a few for you. Uh, okay. Butter tarts with or without raisins? Raisins, pecans, everything. Pecan, yes. All of it. No raisins, just pecan. <laughs> All of it. If it's a butter tart, I'll eat it. You can put whatever you want in it. What's the last concert you went to? Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> You're too busy for that, right? Yeah, it's I'm too busy and, and I've been in the mountains for two. Oh, you know what? When I came, when I moved to the mountains I didn't, or to Fernie, I didn't have any friends and I hadn't really seen anyone in a couple of weeks. At one point, I was just, I got to I gotta go out. So I went to a bar and I went, some guy was in town, the folk singer, and <laughs> I had a kombucha and was in bed by 9.30. <laughs> it was great. Great concert experience. <laughs> the life of an author. I didn't talk to I didn't talk to anyone there. Aww. I just was there. I drank my kombucha and went home. <laughs> it was good. What's your favorite junk food? Oh, uh, chocolate. Yes. Chocolate, anything. Anything chocolate. Absolutely. Like chocolate covered ginger or <laughs> I don't know if it's really junk food, but. I have chocolate um, every day. Yes, me too. <laughs> chocolate. Do you have any tattoos? No tattoos. Would you get one? Yeah. I would only get. The Olympic rings, if I ever went to Oh, Olympics, okay. Interesting. would be my tattoo, yeah. Well, UTMB is considered yeah. the Olympics of our sport. I, you know, a sky running, I, I think you had Andrew Ferris on. Yes. Sky running is, might be on the, That's true. the Olympics someday. That's true. So that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, hopefully. But yes. Hopefully sooner than later so you can get in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Would you rather be a professional writer, painter, or musician? You know, I would say musician because that's probably the best thing I am of those three things. But I think I would prefer to be a painter. Mm, uh, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I, I, my grandfather used to be a painter. Ah. 
and he yeah so i've always really enjoyed painting but i'm not very good at it <laughs> um, so i think painting yeah. yeah okay and norm pick a superpower that you'd like to have oh shoot guys <laughs> uh, i think just basic flying, flying. Would be well that's really a popular cool. one yeah it's a popular yeah i i know it's it's basic but i just <laughs> well, imagine having flying. it <laughs> I think it'd be, yeah in my dream if i ever i i've been able to lucid dream a couple of times and my first instinct every time is fly <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah it's it's so yeah that would be the coolest yeah all right well thanks so much thanks for so your much time today your time. i liked none of your questions were running related that's just so good <laughs> that's right <laughs> That's why we, we, we give you a curveball at the end. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Brain working. Thank you guys so much for having me. Absolutely. All right. Well, all the best and uh, we'll, we'll be stay watching. in touch for we'll sure. Be watching. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Cheers. Bye. Bye. And that was Ethan Peters. Wow. What a nice Canadian boy. <laughs> yep. He's ready to take on the world. He sure is. He's so full of enthusiasm and, and oh. energy. Oh, to be that age again, eh, Normie? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I know. At 25, I was just getting out of prison. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I, I wanted to actually ask him if he would consider getting a coach, but he actually sounds like he's come a long way no, in well, five he's, years. He's been doing a lot of different sports before running. Yeah, but I, he's clearly done a lot of research because he, he knew what to do to get himself out of those yeah. gastric distresses during the races. So. Mm. That's nice to hear, but I always wonder, coach, no coach. It's, just it's depends up, on the person, yeah, right? It's up to the individual. He seems like he's pretty motivated. Interesting. And his next year is going to be jam-packed. Yeah. He's doing Black Canyon and the Canyons, and if he wins a golden ticket to Western States, and then that throw that into the mix. Right. That would be... <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of running. That would be... <laughs> would he take it? I don't know, because he wants to do UTMB and become top 10 there so he can always do ccc yeah you can right yeah but once you get the taste of the big one <laughs> <laughs> all right okay until next time cheers we are your hosts jody and norman if you've enjoyed the show please leave us a rating and review on apple podcast or wherever you're listening Please visit our website, gotterunracing.com, for more details and join us on social media at Gotta Run Racing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can support our channel by joining us on Patreon. All of the links can be found in the show notes. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Cheers.